0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Pay attention, son. This is for your own good. Look at me, I'm a big son. I have a phone. I don't wake up in a dumpster every morning. I probably have a pocket to keep my phone in too. Hey, you want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Slap! <laughs> I love jalapeno pop. deal! Pleased to present for your consideration. Well, let's start the insanity. Greetings and salutations.
1: Are you ready for GI Jane too? Oh boy! Oh boy!
0: Yeah, I'm sure everyone.
1: I, I know that might be in your news and comments section, but good lord.
0: That was crazy. I mean, everyone knows by now we're talking about the Will Smith Oscars thing that I'm sure everyone's been talking about. But Cousin Will went crazy. Woo! He snapped.
1: I thought it was fake at first.
0: Oh, yeah. So I I was, I think I was on Facebook or something and someone said, Will Smith just punched Chris Shark. I'm like, nah, and I go to Twitter and there's the video. And it was the unedited one that I saw first. And uh, sure enough. I mean, once once he started cussing out, I'm like, "Oh, that's not fake." Yeah, that's you can see in his eyes, "Oh, that's real." And then yeah. Chris Rock's a little, I mean, he held it together pretty good. But. I
1: was, yeah, I was surprised <laughs> at how well Chris Rock did in that moment. But I guess like <sighs> most of us, right, probably just kind of shocked, like this dude, like I mean, this famous, <laughs> respected guy, just walked on stage and, I mean, he hauled off. It was full oh, yeah. wind up, full follow through.
0: I mean, in the movies, they have to add sound effect. They didn't have to add sound no, effect. That like was you for could real. hear
1: it. And I was impressed with Chris Rock.
0: Yeah, I was too. Yeah. And I guess, yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he <laughs> at one point he's like, "Man, I could."
1: Mm, like, like he backed off.
0: He was getting ready to roast him. So yeah, I wonder. It was weird.
1: I wonder how how it is today. What do you mean? Just with I saw like there was a thing like Denzel went and talk to him, Denzel and to Bradley Cooper
0: and they were all trying to oh, really yeah they were all you could, there's a video of them like during the commercial break like hugging him and talking him down because I guess he was pretty hyped up oh really and
1: uh I saw his apology yeah good apology yeah but I have felt no. that way before oh for sure I, I mean I've sat across from the table from someone and while they were speaking I thought I shall flip this table and punch them. <laughs> Name names. But I didn't do it. <laughs> but Will will didn't get to the I didn't do it part. He just responded to that emotion.
0: And I did like, you know, everyone's saying the same things but like I felt bad, you know, I, we all we enjoy Will Smith obviously. Oh yeah. His rap and everything. Like we're just fans and the fans. He's worked so, his whole career to get to this moment where he's going to win.
1: First time ever winning an Oscar, right?
0: He almost—I guess he almost won it, right? For Muhammad Ali, or okay. I think he was up for it, maybe. Right. And when he lost that, yeah, I mean, this is like the biggest moment of his life, and he ruined it like 30 minutes before it happened. I'm like, yeah. oh, dude, just you had to keep it together just a little longer.
1: That's stress, right? Uh, That's stress getting to you.
0: And I think you know all the crap about his wife and like. There's a lot of rumors going well, around that I don't think are really... Yeah, they got an open relationship, I guess. And Kids are a little... She 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 kind of made a fool out of him yeah. about a year ago. And he's right. probably pretty sensitive yeah. about it and kind of feels like he needs to man up a little bit.
1: Well, I read something. Oh, I think maybe uh, Cousin Jeremy posted. That's right. About uh, yeah. his... Is it autobiography? I guess. his life story or I whatever? I didn't know he had one, but yeah. And uh, he said that he spent most of his life being a coward and watching his mom get beat. And so... Yeah. You know, he kind of responded as if he was that same child. Probably right? a
0: little too aggressively. Um, I guess Man. Chris Rock then left the stage afterwards and they said like he was pretty rocked. And uh, yeah. he didn't stay. He he took off, I guess. He did go to one party, they said, but I don't know. Then Will Smith's partying it up after that. Like, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I don't know.
1: I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. In that moment, you're, it's like because I like Will Smith. I'm cringing yeah. at that moment like, Ugh. I hope this is fake. I didn't even know the Oscars were on until you texted me <laughs> and I, said Will Smith just punched Chris Rock in the I face. I was not like, watching. Where?
0: What? The first year? I... maybe the second year that I have not I used to love the Oscars. I used to yeah. have a ritual with the Oscars and the Grammys. I'd get some Chinese food, I'd sit down. Yeah. Make the kids be quiet, send them downstairs or whatever and I would watch the Oscars and the past two years have been, you know.
1: I've all never the watched any of those at all,
0: ever. Yeah. Um, this, year, this year, I, I had forgot that they were on until that. And I was yeah. Like, oh, crap. Crazy. Um, I do have, maybe people are sick of hearing them, but throughout the night, I was taking screenshots of all the funniest comedian jokes.
1: Oh, there were some funny
0: ones. And if you'd like, I could share some of them. I would like. We'll go through them. Hopefully, this doesn't get boring. If it does, let me know, <clears throat> and I'll we'll stop. We can table some for next week. I just bumped the whole table. Um, Conan O'Brien said, just saw Will Smith slap. Anyone have a late night show I can borrow just for tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> Seth MacFarlane of, of uh, Family Guy fame said, mm-hmm. "Does this mean he's moving with his auntie and uncle in Bel Air?" Which everyone has now said, but, right, but yeah, I think he was the first. Yeah, um, I think he got in one little fight. <laughs> and I apologize if some of these are, you know, jokes that you don't find funny, but you know, I don't apologize. So <laughs> I think it's safe to say the Oscars are officially no longer too white. <laughs> <laughs> Those like, it's a little racy. You know, I thought about no a pun Mi- intended. But. I thought
1: about a, yeah, that is racy. I thought about Michael Scott when oh. uh, I don't remember what episode it was, but he says that's just what we needed more black on black crime. <laughs> yeah, for real.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, they were talking about him being too white. Um, Tim Dillon, a funny comedian, will, will wins the next award and spend his acceptance speech talking about climate change. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Have Chris Rock, this would have been hilarious. This would have been, Chris Rock would have been the biggest legend ever. Have Chris Rock give out another award with a huge neck brace on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that would have been great. Um, turns out the cure for boring Oscars was just violence. Right. It is. Um, so <laughs> this would have been another good one. Suddenly Chris Rock shows up in the In Memoriam segment. <laughs> uh, Someone said, uh, not Kenny Rogers said, how do you, how do you not say welcome to earth after that?
1: <laughs> true. Independence Day joke. Uh,
0: I actually did have Will Smith furiously smacks the crap out of Chris Rock on my Oscars bingo card. And now <laughs> I am incredibly rich. Uh, let's see. Chris, this is true. And he's doing this. Like, you wonder what Chris Rock is thinking, but he hasn't said anything. Right. Chris Rock will spend the rest of his life thinking of witty comebacks he wished he'd said. Yeah, oh, definitely. For real. Yeah. Uh, breaking. Hamas is claiming responsibility for the opening monologue of the Oscars. That doesn't have anything to do with Will Smith. Bro. Oh, didn't hear um, it. Oh, instead of playing music when a speech runs too long, the Oscars should send Will up to smack <laughs> someone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what if Amy Schumer, this would have been good too. What if Amy Schumer came out and made the exact same Chris Rock joke about interesting. Oh. <laughs> would have been interesting. That been good. Billy Eichner, who's a famous, um, uh, he did the Billy on the Street show. I don't know if you've ever seen it. He's a no. um, gay actor. And he said, this year, I will bring violence to the GLAAD Awards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are these getting boring? Should I keep no, going? G-
1: give, me, give me two more.
0: Um, oh, boy. Uh, Will Smith just won an award for being the best actor, but he couldn't act like a human being during a joke. Ah, it wasn't a funny one. Yeah. We'll scrap that one. Yeah, you still get um, to it. All right, you, you, you kill some time. I'm going to read these.
1: Uh... I, I like the, uh, the meme that was, <laughs> it had a picture of Jada next to Chris Rock next to Will Smith, and it says Rock over Chris Rock. Oh, yeah. Paper over Will Smith and scissors over Jada.
0: So, I guess Trevor Noah is hosting the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone said, Hey, Trevor Noah, you got to host the Grammys from behind some check cashing glass. It's real out here, fam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, all I know is Cat Williams would have sh- uh, shot the whole place. Up <laughs> <with guts> that. <laughs> well, that's uh, what I was thinking.
1: Like, what if. Like, you know, you Chris Rock sees Will Smith coming on stage. He yeah. is not thinking that guy's going to hit him. No,
0: me. he's got his hand behind his back. Right. He, but, yeah. I mean,
1: he said, uh-oh. Like, he thought he was going to come say something or maybe intimidate him, like, as a joke. But never did he think he was going to slap him. But if he did, what if he, like, ducked it and it was like a brawl? Dude. Like, he ducks the slap and punches him in the, in the gut. It could have been crazy. I mean, it already was crazy, but it could have been ridiculous.
0: This one's a little edgy. Glad Chris Rock didn't tell a joke about Alec Baldwin's wife. Ooh. All right. we'll end it there.
1: His finger wasn't even on the trigger. Yeah, that's so dumb. <laughs> Alec Baldwin. so <laughs> dumb. Alec Baldwin went with the Bill Clinton defense.
0: With the definite, yeah.
1: I never inhaled. I never inhaled. <laughs> right, that's my true. finger wasn't on the trigger.
0: Oh boy, speaking of uh, crazy things that presidents say or vi- or former presidents. Did you hear what uh, – well, actually, Donald Trump didn't say it until today, but I guess Saturday or Sunday a senator was playing golf with him. Yeah. Did you hear what happened? No. They claim he hit a hole-in-one. Donald? Donald hit a hole-in-one on Saturday, and he didn't say anything about it, but I right. guess the senator was talking it up. I don't know who it was. but um, And then today he, he released a thing saying he hit a hole-in-one. Give him a little bit of uh, North North Korea vibes, but – Oh really? <laughs> you know, because he always said he would hit hole in ones all the time. But, yeah, but I guess I would probably believe him because he, I don't think he's ever claimed to have hit a hole in one before. Why would you do that? Why would you randomly? Right? Yeah, I wouldn't put I wouldn't put it past him to cheat in golf,
1: though. You were there when I hit a hole in one. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that
0: evening? Was that my bachelor party? What was your
1: bachelor party? we were playing pitch and putt. So Almost I
0: said bachelorette. But yeah,
1: yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be determined. Yeah, that's right. I'm going swimming after this. <laughs>
1: Mm. I got something to say about that swimmer oh, okay. um, Yeah we were Your bachelor party we did like A bunch of random fun stuff right So we were playing pitch and putt. Yeah, And I remember your face when you watched That ball two hop and drop in the hole You turn around big eyes like <gasps> And I've never hit a good Golf shot since then
0: Leah Thomas will beat Will Smith in a fight
1: <laughs> <laughs> She big uh,
0: By the way This is our 26th
1: Show it's our half birthday. I didn't even know it. Our half half birthday. I don't even have a cake.
0: No cake, but we'll have a cake at the the first one. We'll go all out. Oh, the one year. Yeah, the one year. The one year. Um, I was trying to figure out how to go live, um, tonight, but didn't work out. So
1: you can you got software for that. It just doesn't go live on your page. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. It's live
0: on our church page. Um, that might not be appreciated by you. Could almost drive cross country and listen to us the whole way.
1: Oh, we got enough hours 26 of 26 hours. 26 actually, hours. Actually, a little
0: more. Probably closer to 27, 28 hours. Probably closer to 29, 30 hours, actually. Okay. For the nights we went
1: over. Oh, we did go over a couple nights.
0: That's pretty crazy. You that can is put crazy. your headphones in, drive almost, because, what is it? It's probably like 30 hours cross country, something like that.
1: I've never, I've driven cross country, but never straight through. Yeah. 3,000 miles, right? Yeah. At 60 miles an hour? Mm-hmm. Can you do the math? No.
0: Um, there is a Cannonball Run competition 50, where they drive cross-country. 50 hours? You ever heard of the movie Cannonball Run? Yeah, that's old school. Oh, I don't think it takes you 50 hours to get cross-country.
1: No, because you can drive faster in some spots. Yeah, you can do it in a couple a couple
0: days for sure. But
1: 50. 26
0: probably pushing it, but I think like 32 if you keep driving.
1: Yeah, 50 times 60 is the 3,000. That's how I got there,
0: 50 yeah. hours. Um. Yeah, but that was crazy. Um, we ended last. Uh, there was a little bit of a um, what's the word for it? Um, last episode we ended with a little comp, not conflict. What's the word I'm looking for? Kerfuffle. Kerfuffle. Sure. Kerfuffle. I,
1: I screwed up and you fixed it in post. I did. Is that what that was talking about?
0: We were gonna let it slide and just explain it afterwards, but as I was editing it, basically Christoph told everyone to flash people. I did. That was the gauntlet thrown down. But
1: after we stopped recording, I said probably should have specified. To the dudes,
0: <laughs> the dudes. So you fixed it? I fixed it. Yeah. I jumped in there. Right. Um,
1: That's good. You, you. That won't be the last time you got to fix something. I say. probably not. Yeah,
0: might have to fix it this time. There probably. might be a whole chunk missing in this episode <laughs> that you will not hear. Yeah, uh, probably. I don't know what about that. You have to listen to it and see.
1: <laughs> I'm good with whatever you need to cut. I'm okay. just going to talk, and whatever gets chopped <laughs> uh, is fine. Christoph's drunk,
0: everybody. Um, Christoph was busy cooking when I got here tonight. Oh man.
1: Um, I chicken. had big I had big plans to make chicken frances and I screwed that I don't up know what the heck that pretty is. bad. It's a simple chicken dish. It's like thin chicken breast, flour, egg mm-hmm. yolk, mm-hmm. cooked in white wine. Yeah, It's pretty delicious. I made it years ago. But this time I decided might be good with a little crunch. If I'm already doing the flour and the egg yolk, I should put some breadcrumbs on it. Yeah, Not thinking that when you breadcrumb something, you need to bake it or cook it in oil. Oh uh-huh, yeah. So I was cooking it in white wine, and it was just uh, making them. It was bad. Yeah. So I had to reset. Yeah. So I cooked for a couple of hours tonight because oh, I went to fried chicken after. I've
0: been there. Yeah.
1: Should have just gone to McDonald's.
0: Well, you did cook me something after the last podcast steak that right? was insane. Was it steak one of the best steak? Yeah, it was steak. Yeah. One of the best steaks I've ever had. Really? And you don't even like you don't use butter or anything, right?
1: I go I go one pat of butter. Okay, that's what I cooks. do too. One little pat, small. Okay.
0: I don't want to overdo it. Yeah, that just makes the fat. Just a little pat a little. of butter,
1: but salt, pepper, onion. I went home and hooked garlic. And,
0: yeah, I went home and recooked that. Did the did the reheat in mm. the uh, the air fryer?
1: Oh, the air fryer. I don't that have reheats one thing's good. If you're looking for something to reheat pizza or really anything, it'll reheat good. You told me that. Okay, pizza becomes really good pizza on the air fryer. Oh yeah, yeah, Little Caesars. How do I not? It takes it up a couple steps. Really,
0: we we do a lot with the air fryer, especially with the kids. Yeah, because they can even cook
1: with it. So I tell them, "You want nuggets? Throw it in for eight minutes. Boom!" And they can just do it. It's all about counter space for me. I think. Yeah, out of, that's true. I'm running out of spots for all the different devices.
0: We got a baker's rack in the garage that I'm going to hook up with all these different devices. Oh, yeah. It just
1: gets a little cold in the winter out there. but I saw the uh, that new ovens have an air fry setting built into it. So oh. you don't need all the devices anymore.
0: I could see that. Yeah. Well, and there's like the Ninja that can, I mean, it can do everything. Um, it can air fry. It can whatever. I think it's I a want pressure a, cooker. I want a
1: pressure fryer. They're pretty legit. That's how the best fried chicken's made. Oh, really? Oh. The pressure fryer? I didn't know it existed. Yeah. What's mm. a What was it? Holly's chicken. Is that what they did? Pressure fried. Royal Farm Store fried mm. chicken. Pressure fried. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. I was hoping my, my uh, Instant Pot could be, because it's a pressure cooker, mm-hmm. could be a pressure fryer, but I read a, a, a very... A very specific review that said, don't do it, you'll set your house on fire. So.
0: Holly's was, it was a restaurant in Maryland that was the, one of the best restaurants there. It was like a hole-in-the-wall diner type thing. And it was there forever. was there forever. And uh, had the best fried chicken, the best milkshakes. Um, and then they closed it to build a gas station. Was it Royal Farms? I think it's
1: Royal Farms. And that it might after. now be a Wawa. Might oh even have changed from Royal Farm.
0: How do you get rid of a landmark like that? That makes me mad when they get rid of landmarks, something that's been around so long. It's like a part of the community, man.
1: And you go to build a Wawa? It's probably, you know what happens when a business changes hands? Mm -hmm. Like it gets passed down generation, generation. Second generation, they're not nostalgic. Yeah. And the gas station company says, hey, we're going to give you so many millions of dollars for this land. And I'm sure it was millions. Oh, yeah, that's prime prime location. Uh, Oh, That was good fried chicken.
0: Oh, they had the best peanut oil. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're looking to fry something, peanut oil is the way to go. It's the way to go. That's what they do with boardwalk fries. It's expensive. The best chicken wings. It's an
1: expensive way to fry food. Yeah. It's it not,
0: I've been doing that with my air, with my, air fryer, <laughs> with my deep, deep fryer. fryer. Yeah. One time I went to uh, Walmart to buy an air fryer, and I came out with a deep fryer. So that's <laughs> how I roll. Um, you're old school. I
1: love the deep fryer, man. I cook a lot in that. I don't like the smell. I, I have in my garage. I was going deep fry in the garage tonight when yeah. I had to go with the fried chicken instead of the chicken frances. I remember my
0: sister used to make uh, Travis, our brother-in-law, when they lived in upstate New York, and it'd be like negative 10, Yeah, and he'd be out in the garage deep frying. <laughs> I remember. But uh, she didn't want to stick up her house, and I don't, I don't really blame her. Yeah, I get but, it. Uh, yeah,
1: When we were first married, I had the fry daddy, Jr. Oh, yeah. Little round Yep, one. yep. And I fried in the house a couple times, and honey was like, hmm. Yeah, I don't want, like, everything we own to smell like that. Yeah. Which I can respect, but...
0: I went with a pretty big fryer this time.
1: I got a dead guy's fryer. I know. Dead guy gave me the booze, dead guy gave me the fryer. He had multiple fryers. I just took the one that was unopened. <laughs> Josh, I was thinking Father, about, Son, Holy Spirit.
0: I was thinking about... Um, I don't have a ton on my list to talk about, so hopefully we got we, got, we can keep rolling, but... Uh, I was I heard a phrase, or well, actually no, I was you know the time hop app that tells yeah. you what you talked about last right. year. Um it brought up that I had talked about this phrase a few years ago and I thought about phrases that we don't use anymore but that are good hoisted by your own petard.
1: Hoisted you ever heard that? by
0: your own petard? Hosted by, hoisted by your own petard. That's a real
1: saying. That's a real saying. I don't know what a petard is. We gotta look that crap up. Oh, you don't know what it is either?
0: I mean, I've used it. I think it means, like, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, maybe?
1: Hoisted by your own petard. Hoisted
0: by your own petard meaning. Let's look it up. Is a phrase from a speech in a William Shakespeare play, of course Uh. it is. Hamlet, that's become proverbial. The phrase's meaning is that a bomb maker is lifted off the ground with his own bomb and indicates an
1: ironic reversal of poetic justice. Oh, so not by your bootstraps. No, not at all. Bomb maker blew himself up. <laughs> Hoisted by your own petard. Uh, oh, oh, old Willie. Are there oh, old Willie Shakespeare? He had a way with words, didn't yeah. he?
0: Hoisted by your own. Have you ever? Are there any sayings that we talked about last week? Um, pussy footing around mm-hmm. is not really used, but that was a big one.
1: I think my oh. favorite is when somebody messes up a common saying or a colloquialism. Mm-hmm. That's my when you get them mixed up a little bit. Yeah, you know that that's my favorite. And I work with with folks that English is their second language, so oh, that happens once yeah. in a while. What's the one you and worked with endearing. the one guy
0: that would say? Um, oh, what would he
1: say? <laughs> he said a few. That's why I was thinking. <laughs> that's why I was thinking. That's great. That was a good one. Um, I had a, another buddy um he couldn't think of the English word to tell me that his toes were cold so the literal translation from Spanish was um my foot fingers are cold <laughs> my foot fingers <laughs> so foot good. fingers what well, he was like yeah that's cute uh, that, that's those cute are, those are called toes buddy but that's I guess that's how you say it in Spanish if you literally translate it well,
0: you, Can finger. you imagine how dumb we would sound if we went to like France or something we'd be like oh I'm in it yeah I barely in English I barely speak
1: English. <laughs> I can speak a little bit of German, but just enough to order food and find a bathroom. That's it.
0: Yeah. Have you ever done the thing, um, what's his name? The comedian talks about it, but uh, I can't remember his name, um, where you see someone that you know. This happened about a year ago with someone in our church, actually. And there's, they. I saw them, and They. I said, hey, how you doing? They said, good. How are you? I said, good. How are you doing? Oh, yeah.
1: And I, then get, I walked away like, I get um, that more than I give it. Yeah. And I never know what to do on that. that I just sec- walked away.
0: <laughs> I still see this person. They may listen to the podcast. I don't know. I gave him a second round of how you doing and kept walking in Walmart. Is
1: that the same comic that talks about how he he says the wrong thing to like the waitress? Like, yeah, you Enjoy too. your meal. You too. <laughs> Take luck and care. Take luck with you
0: wherever you go. Uh,
1: what what's is that his guy's name? name?
0: He's pretty funny. Uh, I can't remember.
1: Everyone listening is like, I know his name. Yeah, they, everybody else knows his name except for us.
0: By the way, uh, uh, kudos oh, yeah. to Christoph drinking the whiskey. Wisconsin Maple Root Beer tonight, which I think has been our favorite beverage that we've tried.
1: It's really good. It is really good. Is it? Is it Sprecher? Sp-
0: oh, is it? Yeah, it's the yeah, Sprecher. It Sprecher. It's the best
1: one Sprecher makes.
0: Sprecher, yeah. I haven't been impressed with their grape or their Dr. Dr. Pepper. They're all over.
1: imitations, but this one, it's unique.
0: Um, Did you see the story about the 14-year-old? You know the rides that go straight up? really high like their tower and then they just free fall yeah and a 14 year old six six foot five 14 year old like 300 pounds biggin didn't get strapped in this happened just last week in florida oh no and i guess he was either trying to tell the people or he was yelling to his friend or something that he wasn't strapped in yeah and they took off without him which you think there'd be some safety things in place for that right that doesn't happen and he just free fall out and died
1: oh my gosh
0: have you ever had a close thing with a ride like that that's uh
1: that's that, crazy. I mean, it's crazy that's crazy
0: that's like worst nightmare stuff because I have ridden that ride yeah I mean, not at that place but like in other parts I felt
1: I've felt not so secure in a couple rides mm-hmm. I remember I took a group of, of uh, high schoolers to Six Flags in Maryland yeah and uh, one of those kids was Josh Jones mm. Josh Jones was a big boy at, in high school he was like six two three ten. And just, I mean, he was a monster. He was yeah, the strongest kid he I ever was, met. Yeah, He broke. He, he's, <laughs> I remember him going to, to a new high school. He said, I think I'm going to try weightlifting. I said, you definitely should try weightlifting. <laughs> and I think I, if I could be wrong, it wasn't the first day, but maybe the first week he broke every school record except for one because he couldn't get the technique. Man. Dude was a monster. He hit a baseball further than I've ever seen in a game. Yeah. Just crazy, crazy. But we were going on the Superman roller coaster. And uh, they have the seat so you can test fit before you wait in a two-hour line to get yeah. on the ride. And I said, all right, let's hit that Superman. And Josh said, I can't go on that. And I said, oh, you're scared of that kind of roller coaster because your feet dangle yeah. in that one? He said, no, I don't it's fit. Ride. He said, no, I don't fit. I said, you don't fit. Look at the size of that seat. You fit. He's like, I've tried. I said, try again because you didn't do it right. I mean, that the, uh, the overhead harness thing, like, touched his yeah. shoulders and it was still... Shooting out straight in front of him. He was so big, so I, muscular.
0: I had that two summers ago we went to a theme park and it had been years, probably a decade since I've been to an amusement park. Yeah. And it was like my first my kids' first experience. So it must have been at least ten years. And uh, I had the same experience. Like I couldn't ride anything. And I tried it I did one called the spider. And the whole time I felt like I was gonna fly out the yeah. whole time. And then we did the worst one was actually the uh the swings yeah. that go up. And I was asking the guy, I said, Am I I said, I'm a man of larger carriage. Is this going to hold me? <laughs> oh, that's a but great had, way to say it. He had never carriage. heard that phrase before. Oh, really? And he cracked up, and he's like, oh, it's going to hold you. And I could not get the seatbelt buckled, and finally he came over and like jammed it. jammed it. And I'm like, oh, that can't be good. And we, I've never felt more insecure and, and unsafe when I was up there flying around. Oh, I'm like, yeah. I'm going to rip off at any moment, and this is going to be my death. And I really had that thought for, what, five whole minutes. Oh, man. It was crazy. I didn't ride any more rides that day. Except for the pirate ship, I got to do the pirate ship.
1: Is that the one that goes upside down?
0: Yeah, yeah. got to do that. And That's then, a crazy feeling. So we went to this theme park. It's in Iowa. I think it's called Adventureland. And we rode like you know we did the whole thing. It was awesome because we're in the middle of COVID, and so no one was there. Like yeah. we had the whole place to ourselves. And uh, the next year, a kid died in the ride that we one of the one of the water rapid rides that we did. That I did with like I think I had Joe overcome on it. by water. Um, I think it tipped over, Oof. and yeah. His dad tried to save him. His dad actually broke his arm and was still trying to save him, and just couldn't do it. Mm. We've had a tragic turn in this yeah. podcast.
1: <laughs> we really have. Um, um, yeah, I don't. I haven't been on amusement park rides in a long time. Yeah, I remember doing the Anaconda. Oh yeah, Kings that's a good Dominion. One. And I think there were concerts going on, so there was no line. So we oh, we yeah. rode it once, came back in. The guy said, Hey, there's no line. If you want to go again, I said, Yeah, bring it again. Yeah. So we did it like five or six times in a row. I felt pretty sick yeah. after the sixth.
0: That's, that's yeah, that's a tough one. That's to a do. pretty I'll good one. Yeah. Um, we did that with, uh, do you remember the one at King's Dominion that would go forward and then backwards? Oh, yeah, the sideways. We yeah. did the same thing. Like there was no one, it was the end of the day, no one was riding. We did it, we did it like five times. Yeah. It was a good one. Yeah. Kings Dominion, a good theme park. We tried to go there actually the same summer that we went to the other uh, theme park, and it was closed because of COVID. They shut her down for a whole summer.
1: Well, you were not safe outdoors. Yeah, apparently. Right? I mean, that's, that's just the truth.
0: Um, uh-huh. I did have a situation when I was a kid. It was at Jolly Roger Theme Park in Ocean City. Ocean
1: City, that's right.
0: And I was going up the... And I went right over the... And it was like, nobody on this roller coaster, there might have been like 10 of us, if that. Probably not even. And everyone was sitting in the back, and I was the only one in the front. And it was... Went over the hump, halfway, and it stopped. Oh. And I was right past... Like, they have a little walkway. They come get you, and then it ends at the top. And then there's like... I was probably 15 feet beyond that. And everyone else got off, and I waited. And I can't remember. Were you the
1: only one on it? Only one on it. Oh, god. And I was
0: freaked. I was up there. Probably, I mean, it felt like an hour to me, at least. Um, and I remember looking down and seeing my parents and just being freaked out. How old were you? Um, I mean, I, probably ten. Like probably not wow. very old. I remember. It's. I wonder if my parents even remember. But I was stuck up there, and they. I. They must have. I feel like they pulled the the thing back eventually. Came backwards. Or I went through the ride. I can't
1: remember. That's crazy. I can't remember,
0: but it was it was a
1: uh, it was pretty wild. I was afraid to go on roller roller coasters until I was fourteen. Oh
0: really? Oh, I loved them.
1: Yeah, I just I would look at them and go, "Somebody's going to die on that. It's probably going to be me. It's probably going to be me." <laughs> so I, when I was fourteen, I spent several weeks in Texas at my godfather's house. Yeah. And I'm gonna make him an offer he can And he took me to uh, Six Flags Over Texas. Uh huh. And my very first roller coaster at that time was the largest wooden roller coaster oh, in the country, really? the Texas Giant. And he said, you're going to love it. They and make he, them big he, in Texas. He, he he talked me into it, and I was not sure about it. And I rode that roller coaster once, and I was hooked. Those old wood I was Ricky. hooked on roller. I'm like, find me the next roller coaster. Yeah. I don't know if, uh, is it Cedar Point? Yeah, I think that's the biggest theme they, park right in the country. I think they have the biggest uh, steel roller coaster, So like loops and stuff We had
0: um, Yeah I'd like to check that out We had a theme park In uh, Kansas City When I lived there And uh, They had the biggest I think it was the biggest Water slide in the country And it was You would drive by this thing And it was so big Was it a
1: tube or open? It was
0: uh, I think it was a tube I can't remember I never wrote it Yeah Um. I think it was at, Oh what's that name ah, I can't remember the name of the place Anyway Look it up. It's in Kansas City, uh, Waterworld or something like that. Is it the and one with like the German-sounding name? Dude, it decapitated a kid. No, on, like the it was like the second week open or something like that, and it was like a senator's son. It was a big deal. They shut her down real quick. Tore it. Uh. I think they even tore it down. Like it was open for and it and when they look back, it's like oh they didn't test it good and like maybe even some of their uh, their dummies were decapitated stuff like that. It's like oh they knew okay. it was gonna happen because I think it went. Up, like there was a thing, and like uh, I was, yeah. It's, uh, I just,
1: look, man, your your kids passing before you is terrible. But when but it how happened, yeah. how awful is it to, exp- you know, go for a day of fun, and then that's yeah. what happens. That's crazy. That's Spe- terrible.
0: Speaking of passing, I had a big celebrity death this past week that actually. Do you have any celebrity deaths that, like, have hit you hard? What do you think the ones have hit you hardest? Susan doesn't care at all. She's like, yeah. if I don't know them, it does not bother me.
1: So I, um, when Kobe died. Oh, that was a big one, yeah. I didn't, it didn't really hit me hard until I found out, like, his daughter was with him. And oh, then the other, yeah. like, friends and their kids were in the helicopter, too. And then I was like, oh, man, what a tragic. Like, not that it wasn't tragic that he had passed away. Yeah. But it was somebody I didn't know. Yeah. But what I didn't realize is that Kobe to my kids was like Jordan to me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? So if Jordan had died when I was in high school, I would have been devastated. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm such an idiot. I didn't think about that. I come. Uh, I went to the bathroom, gelled my hair, and walk out and see my son. I said, "Hey, do you hear about Kobe?" Oh. And he was like, "No, what, what's up with Kobe?" And I said, <laughs> I "Said he gone." <laughs> <laughs> and my son turned his head kind of sideways and oh, he said, "What?" I'm like, no. "Yeah, helicopter crash." He gone. Oh no! And he was devastated, like I oh, would yeah. have been if uh, Jordan Jordan yeah. I was a like, kid. I just didn't even piece it oh, together. Oh my god! So yeah, they didn't hit me hard, but I made it worse for other people.
0: Yeah. So yeah. you never really had a celebrity death that's like you're depressed for a couple of days or
1: no? I mean, I that's I, a good
0: way to go through life. I think.
1: I just you know I, I look at the celebrity deaths that. Where, you know, it's drug use or even suicide, yeah. and you're going, man, yeah, for, you know, by our society's standards, they got everything going for them, right? Why, why do you need that next thing that's going to kill you, or why are you, with everything in the world, you're still so depressed, right? Yeah. Um, so I I think about that, right? Because based on society standards, they shouldn't feel that way or have the need yeah. for anything. So I shouldn't
0: play this because it's too dark, but Celebrity oh.
1: Death
0: <laughs> I figured I got it. I might as well play it, you, right?
1: You got it. And it I, and it, it makes people appropriately uncomfortable <laughs> when you does. play it. It's uncomfortable. I remember listening to that episode with my it's wife and she's like, that's a little dark. <laughs> it is uncomfortable. But um hey, it's I mean you can't not use it. You spend time.
0: I remember as a kid <laughs> you can't not use it. That's great logic. Um <laughs> I spent three minutes making it. Um I remember as a kid, this is a weird one, but John Candy. Oh yeah. When he died, it was a big deal to me. It was right. like, oh, Going oh, people soon. can die. Yeah. And like, you know, I just watch him at home alone. Like right. he's awesome. Yeah. I watched his cartoon as a kid. Yeah. Camp Candy. As an adult, there's been a few that have rocked me. Robin Williams rocked me. Yeah. Like that. I was a week. I was depressed. Like it was yeah. like holy crap. And then you find out more about the situation. Um, Chris Cornell yep. was probably uh, – I have two that are probably the biggest ones that have rocked me. Um, Chris Cornell was up there. It was either number one or number two. Like, I w- it it hurt me. Like, yeah. I was crying. Like, it it messed me up. Kind of like what people probably felt like when Kirk – I was too young for that. Yeah. You know, I remember when he died. I remember the impact. But it didn't – I wasn't into Nirvana then. I did become into Nirvana a lot yeah. when I was in high school. But like when when I was so into Chris Cornell, like I loved especially his solo stuff, mm-hmm. um, and I was like looking like maybe I'll see him in, in this tour because he was doing like a storytellers tour for a while, and like, right. and then I found out like he did play like two weeks before in Selina Tech, it's Selina Kansas where I could have gone and seen oh. him. I was like ah. Oh. He's so good. If you haven't listened to his you know everyone knows him from Soundgarden, but if you haven't listened to his solo stuff, go listen to it. It's so good. He does like acoustic stuff. Oh, he's so good. Yeah. But when he it was so unexpected and you know you know do you go through phases of music where you're like you listen to that artist for a long time, right. like 3 months and then and I was in a Chris Cornell phase we died. It was like
1: yeah.
0: horrible timing. Um and then this year has been particularly like Norm McDonald when he died, it was another me and my me and my childhood best friend Andrew, we are big. There's two people we're really big into, Letterman and Norm McDonald. Yeah. And they're kind of two sides of the same coin, really. Right. But uh that was a huge deal. Like when I think he texted me and said, you know, or maybe I texted him, I can't remember, but it would rocked us both. Yeah. You know, you go home and like make your wife watch all these Norm McDonald clips, <laughs> like, this is how funny he was. Um and then recently with the one that had just happened friday was taylor hawkins who was the drummer for foo fighters right. now foo fighters prime my number u prime my number one favorite band foo fighters very close second yeah. and so that rocked me um pretty good in fact i didn't <laughs> i purposely didn't like you know how you can hold emotions in for a while yeah. i didn't feel it until sat like sunday i pushed it off till i was done with my my yeah. day job yeah. and then sunday i was pretty i felt pretty low because oh, of it really? I mean, you know, it, it's someone I never met, never knew. Right. But, like, he was so... But their music speaks to you. Music speaks to me. And if, you, if you're if you curious, like, if you never listen... You may not be a Foo Fighters fan. That's fine. Like, they're not for everybody. Um, if you're wondering, like, why people are so... Like, why he was such a big deal, there's a BBC documentary out there. Um, not a documentary. It's an interview. Like, it's, like, 48 minutes. It's on, it's on YouTube. It was just, like, two years ago. And... Uh, It'll tell you, it'll show you why he was such a pro- prolific drummer. Yeah. Like, the interviewer's like, he's asking great questions, and they're talking about his childhood and upbringing. And he'll throw out just a random song. And then he'll be like, oh, yeah, like, oh, that yeah, I love that beat from the 80s. And he'll just break down this beat out of his head. Yeah. And then they will play the video of that song. It's exact. It's exact. Like, he has every little, everything.
1: I gotta watch that.
0: You should watch. It's like 48 yeah. minutes. So good, and like they go through like oh, Beatles songs, oh, this random eighty like random song, and yeah. then he'll just like oh yeah, and then he talks about his upbringing, and he really wasn't like into like you think he'd be into Metallica growing up because mm-hmm. they're a pretty hardcore band. He's into Beach Boys and stuff. He was like a Laguna Beach beach yeah. kid. Um But him and him, and I really feel bad. You know, you think about Dave Grohl, man, he had to go through all that crap with Nirvana. Yeah. And he almost quit music because of that. And now, like, I don't know what happens to the Foo Fighters at this point. Because he was, like, if if Dave Grohl is the brains of that band, like, Taylor's the the heartbeat for sure. Right. So I don't know how they keep going. But I, I, I imagine they will. They'll figure out a way. Because yeah. they, I mean, they put out, an, they've been putting out tons of albums. They just put out, like, Six months ago, they put out a BG's cover album really? called The DG's. Um, a year ago, they put out a new Foo Fighters album, and then just Friday, when he the day he died, they put out a brand new album. Like they're just pumping out music. So, for, and they put out a movie last month about Dave Grohl killing all the members of Foo Fighters and going solo.
1: Oh, called, right, uh, yeah,
0: some Studio
1: Six 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 or something. Movie t- horror thing, right?
0: Yeah, I mean it's a silly movie, and you know, but. It's kind of it's pretty ironic that they put a movie out right. about him killing everyone. Um,
1: so this guy passed away from drugs.
0: Well, they said that, but then they say an enlarged heart. So I don't know. Like, I guess his heart was like double the size it was supposed to be. Oh, like wow. when they weighed it, yeah, like obviously like dangerously big so i'm sure the drugs didn't help but and it probably contributed i don't know that it was a drug overdose i thought it was right but i think his heart whatever heart condition he had contributed to it the weird thing is i don't know if it was that uh bbc interview it was one of the interviews i saw he had just it was like a year ago he just got a checkup and he was like i'm healthy my heart's kicking like oh wow it was kind of weird yeah anyway that one rocked me pretty good um betty white got me Betty White did not get me because uh She's
1: expected. Yeah, she was 106.
0: I thought she probably already died.
1: Like, there's certain <laughs>
0: people, like, oh, they were still like, like right. it was at Sydney Portier when he died. And yeah, it was like, oh, I thought he's dead for 10 years. Like, right. I haven't seen him in anything. Yeah. So
1: I had already embraced his <laughs> <classic>. embraced
0: his. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that one rocked me pretty good, but
1: uh, I don't know if there's been any others. Think there's think they're auditioning drummers yet. <laughs> No, mm, in fact, quite. they just
0: canceled their whole. T- they had a big tour coming up and everything. They just canceled all, and um, I, I never got to see them. They've been on my bucket list, and I never did. Here's get the to lesson see them we're learning, Josh. See, go you, see them. Yeah, go see them. Never saw Chris Cornell. Never. Yep. yep.
1: And you wanted to, partly because I'm a broke dad. Really. Well, we're gonna have to do a GoFundMe so Josh can see artists before they need kick a, it. Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> and the Beatles and Paul McCartney's getting pretty old. That's all I'm saying.
1: Help Josh see him before they die.
0: You know I thought it was funny this is totally off topic but you preached a couple Sundays ago and you started your sermon especially first service but we do two services and you basically did stand up for 5 minutes yeah and it was hilarious like I was rolling <laughs> and I knew it wasn't planned you could tell it like not no, something you had planned it yeah. was about uh something about uh, men, male footwear I mean you could give them a
1: weather was warming up and I decided to give a PSA on on men's footwear cuz <laughs> You start to see some <laughs> options that guys choose, and it's it's not good. So I just talked about, you know, footwear that should. Mm-hmm. You should wear socks. Yeah. And footwear, you shouldn't wear socks, and Crocs are right in the middle. Yeah. Right? Somehow you can do socks and Crocs. And uh, I mentioned, like, sandals, no socks. Right? If you're committing to yeah. the sandal, don't wear a sock. Yeah. Don't do that. But if you're wearing a loafer, a leather loafer, put a sock on. Because that's just nasty swamp leatherfoot nobody wants that but I you know it, it felt like pretty good delivery yeah it was off the cuff and it was based on what the guy had said before me the kind of introducing me or whatever yeah. welcoming people to the service talked about the weather warming up and things changing it and, was funny
0: yeah and then you went in something about your grandfather and dressing up or something and yeah that was funny too I can't remember what you said about that yeah
1: gran- granddad told me well your <laughs> your father gives me a hard time because if I'm gonna speak somewhere I typically dress up a little yeah. bit, right? Shirt and tie, typically a sport coat, even a suit.
0: Yeah, you do you overdress. I'm gonna be honest. You overdress. Right.
1: And my grandfather told me you never have to apologize for being overdressed. Yeah. Right? You don't. I guess that's true. And the other thing he said, two pieces of advice that Marty gave never you never have to apologize for being overdressed and always take the breath mint. Ooh. Somebody yeah, offers you a breath mint, <laughs> always you take, take the that thing. Mint.
0: Yep. Uh yeah, it was pretty it was pretty funny. I was rolling. Um I did have to not apologize, but one time I was interviewing for a job at Dave Ramsey, the financial guy. Yeah. I was uh, interviewing for a job there. Were they hiring broke dads? (laughs) They were, uh, yes, pretty much. Okay. Um, I can't remember what the job was, to be honest. But it was when we were living in Nashville 13, 14 years ago. And I interviewed, and I was wearing a tie. I was dressed up nice. And I walk into the, the conference room right above where he does his radio show. And uh, they, all, everyone was like dressed down. Like, you know, yeah. they were business casual, if that. Mm-hmm. They were wearing jeans and they're like, uh, do you want to take your tie off? And I was like, uh, no, I'm good. And they're like, you sure? You can take your tie off. And I was like, no, no. And I tried to play off and I, I didn't get
1: the job. And later I'm like,
0: I probably should have taken the tie off. They're probably looking
1: to see. It's weird that it was a weird. It's weird that you get judged for being dressed nicely.
0: Yeah, it was a little weird. Yeah. It was a weird situation. I didn't, and then they did offer me a job later for something else, and I didn't take it because it was all commission. And I was like, ah, I got babies to feed. Just
1: rolling the dice on the yeah. commission
0: position. Yeah. Um. You ever, like, I often wonder, like, what would my life be like if I had taken that job?
1: Oh, Are yeah. you doing good now? Yeah. There's a few different situations in my life where I've been like, what if I would have done that? I, I had a job offered in New York, but before we moved to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But because of COVID, it was a federally and state-funded place. I was going to be a project manager there. And uh, because it was federally and state-funded during COVID, it was closed. Yeah. And so I just would call every week, like, hey, what's the what's the plan? I got to start working. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't know when we're starting back up. It's all up to the state. And so I sometimes I think, like.
0: Yeah, what would happen if you stayed?
1: Well, I, I mean, I definitely would have stayed, right? There would be no Two Broke Dads podcast.
0: Nope. Well, and you know, I remember you know we were talking a lot in those days, yeah. Because you're like, am I even get? Am I going to be able to find a house there? And yeah, all this different stuff. And your kid, you know, Zeke was way in. He had tons of friends there. Yeah, had a good life there. And you're like, man, I don't know.
1: It was my daughter's senior year. Yeah, right. It was yep. the spring semester senior year, but nobody's in school.
0: Beginning of COVID, really. Well,
1: my son was a freshman, so he still had like most of high school left ahead of him, and yep. had solid friendships and on the athletic team. So it was it was a big. It was a big move. Big move.
0: Yeah. But I think it worked out for you. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. What's the have you ever had a horrible job interview?
1: Um, I'm a pretty good interviewer. Yeah. I'll be honest with but you. But if you ever had a weird like it has a lot to dude. do with the suit? Not you. Oh. Like
0: you did okay, but right. like the, the interviewer, the inter yeah, the interviewer. Oh, they don't was know like, how to interview.
1: Yeah, they were it was rough. Yeah. Hmm. I did a bunch of interviews in New York. I'm trying yeah. to think through.
0: I while you're thinking, I had one. It was actually at a church, and uh, it was a one-on-one interview. And the pastor was like, "Give me three examples of a time. I'm trying to remember because it's been a while. Three examples of a time where you got, you know, you had a negative situation with somebody, and pretend that you're interviewing with them, and they don't give you the job."
1: That's a crazy question. And I tried
0: to do it, but after the first, like the first one, I ended up, and he was, he played the role of the other person, yeah. and I played the role of the interviewee. And it would come to the point where I got the job because, you know, I'm interviewing for a job. So yeah. gonna, and he would say, All right, well, that wasn't a good one because you got, you ended up getting the job. So, and it was so weird. And we went like for an hour, we went back and forth on this. And I still think about this guy. Pastor of a pretty big, like almost mega mega church, and uh, it was the most bizarre interview I've ever had. Nice guy, like great guy, but it was so bizarre. Like I can't even put it into words. It was the weirdest hour of my life. I think some people think
1: they're good at something because of their position. I guess, and they're not. It was horrible. I've been. I, it was awkward for me
0: and for him. I just don't even. I don't even know where what he was trying to get at. Like you want me to not get the the position of the person I'm interviewing with, right?
1: I don't know. It was weird. So in in New York, you know, while I was interviewing for jobs and COVID was happening, I interviewed... COVID. I interviewed at the same company for two different positions. Yeah. One was project management, and the other was, like, kind of retail management with them. Oh, yeah. So one was to work in one of their stores as the boss, and the other position was to build all their new stores. And the first interview was to work in the store, the retail side. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm talking to the guy, and i get, and and he you get to the point where they're like, "Well, do you have any questions for us?" And so I like to be prepared because yeah, you know I do the same thing part of that interview process in impressing the person interviewing you is knowing stuff about their business yeah. and asking poignant questions, yeah, so I ask some questions, and he doesn't know anything, oh my gosh, and I'm thinking, were you ready for this interview yeah because I was ready for this interview, but you don't seem like you're re- Like, he didn't know a bunch of stuff that was pretty important. Yeah. And then I told him at, towards the end of the interview, he said, you know, obviously you're looking for work. Where else are you looking? I said, actually, I have an interview coming up with kind of the other side of your business and whatever the guy's name was for project management. Yeah. And he was like, oh, man, that's great. Yeah. Um, I'll put in a word for you because, you know, we've had a really good conversation today. And But if they offer you that, take that one. <laughs> Oh wow! <laughs> like,
0: That's weird. It was a
1: w- whole weird situation. Like, like he wanted me. He wanted me to pursue the position he was interviewing for. Yeah. But he wanted me to pursue the other one even more, right? That's unless really unless weird. I was terrible at what I was doing, and he was like, "I'm not ever going to hire you anyway." Yeah. So go. But I didn't get that vibe. Huh. But yeah, that was that was a, a, a somewhat recent weird one, right? That was only two years ago.
0: Yeah. I've had some interviews where the the people weren't prepared. Like it's like they didn't know they were interviewing someone that day. Yeah, it's weird, right? Yeah. Have you ever been fired from a job? Had to leave a job? Have been walked out of a job? Never,
1: or... never walked
0: out. Oh, you um, did have that one, like your the one job in New York, but that was, kinda, was kind of it was kind a a of a layoff. Yeah, it was a layoff. Yeah. I
1: had, I guess mine was
0: a layoff too.
1: I got fired. I they never gave me a reason. Here's a one. that's a good one. Okay. I got fired and. And talk the guy out of firing me. Oh, that's right! <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! I mean, I would have fought it hard yeah. had it actually come to fruition. Because I I'm felt gonna like, bring this fight to your doorstep. <laughs> well, no, not like that. I would have gone yeah. to HR or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I got, it was unlawful. I got unlawful. I got canned and then talked them out of canning me. Yep. And showed up at work the next day. You could sell
0: ice cubes to an Eskimo, my friend. Tommy at Green Tree Sales said that about me. Yeah. It's pretty true. You're a pretty good salesman. I'm a good interviewer. You're a good con
1: man. I'm not good at actually doing the job. <laughs> That's you a know lot. what I mean? What, you get me in there for a few months, you're like, man, he was good up front.
0: That's a lot. I have,
1: <laughs> so you ever have
0: regrets after you finish? Well, you probably don't because you're you're much hard worker than I am. But like, <laughs> I remember like Green Tree, it was a good job. You it were was young. Too good for me, and I was. You I was were young. too young. But I often think like in my late 20s and 30s, I'm like, man, I could kick some butt in that job today.
1: Right. I wish I could go back I a little league no. <laughs> Right. It's the same thing. There was
0: one time I was neglecting my duties. I don't know if I've ever told you this. <laughs> I'm going to have a revelation right now. Right. I was. I was what? I mean, I was 19, 20. Yeah. I was not ready for that response, but I had, what, 36 stores in the DC Metro. Yeah. It like,
1: was, yeah. You, I was, had, to, I was you had to be vendor. organized yeah. and consistent. That was the biggest was part not, of the job.
0: And, there was, and I would always forget. And it was at the end of my day to go to the returns department. Yeah. Maybe I'll get sued for this. Maybe it's, it's probably I don't statute think it of can. limitations here. I mean, this is early two oh, thousand. around. So. Yeah, they're not even around. And you know, the last thing you do is go to the returns department at yeah. this certain department store, and you would look at what they what people returned, and you would give them credit, yeah, or you tell them to destroy the return, it, or yeah. tell them to return it to the all this stuff. And you'd have to call, and it was a whole thing, and I hate it was the worst part of the job. I hated doing it. <laughs> and there's one store in particular, and I had been working there for probably a year and a half at this point. Yeah and I had never gone to the returns department. A year and a half? I mean, it was probably a year and a half. I don't I don't know how long it was, but oh, if I'm guessing, boy. it had been a long time. And you had gone with me that day to uh, to this store. I'll tell you which store after. Um, but you'd gone with me to the store? Smell. No. Oh. No, it was a city that had two stores in it, um, I believe. Maybe not. I might be. No, it might not be true. Yeah. Anyway. Um Went to the store, and you know you're helping me do stuff, and you're looking around. And I would always like do good with cleaning the displays. I was good at the like low totem pole, like, <laughs> bare minimum stuff. Right. I could put some the low you know, hanging fruit. I, I, I could put some brochures in the door. <laughs> I could do that stuff. I could. I had a little dust, uh, dust feather, <laughs> right. feather duster. I yeah. could. I could do all I'm that. All over that. I would struggle with hanging signs, man. I had a drill that Green Tree had bought me, and I would—I was struggling. Do you remember I how heavy do... those drills were Dude, compared I've... to what they are oh now? Oh my gosh, crazy? I do it was remember like picking up a cinder block. One time, <laughs> I, it was the Salisbury store, and I had to set up a whole display of like ten or twelve doors or something. Yeah. And I worked on that thing for ten hours in the middle of the floor, like in the section. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember telling the guy, um, "I'll be back tomorrow." <laughs> I drove, it's like a two and a half hour drive. <laughs> yeah. I went home and came back, and then the next day, I still didn't have it completely. <laughs> and I told the manager, I said, "He's like, you got to have this done today. Right. You just got to because we we have you know you're holding you're up part of you're aisle, blocking right? an aisle. Like you got to have it done." I said, "I'm not gonna. We're gonna be missing like two or three doors. Like I was. I did not know what the heck I was doing putting this thing together. I know it wasn't put together and right. You could have just called me." Well, you were probably. you Were, were you big working for until, me then? Or I don't even know. Might have been the other guy. I don't even know. But there was one time in the other store I was talking about where I hadn't gone the returns. And you were with me that day. And we were checking stuff and all this. And you'd always vouch for me, which I still appreciate, even though you probably shouldn't have. But uh, uh, I remember and you were like, hey, uh, go not you go check the returns? We're going to leave soon. Go check the returns. And I knew if I went there.
1: You had never been there <laughs> I had
0: never been there I didn't know who the You'd returns was Nine hours of work And you had worked that store before me yeah. So you knew who the person was right. And you're like, I'll go And I was like, oh no, I'll go, I'll go And uh, and I knew we'd been there We would be there And I eventually was there for like five hours in returns yeah. And uh, and so I like talked you out of coming with me <laughs> And I walked over there I didn't even walk in the department I just looked in there and turned around And I was like, yeah, they're not here today <laughs> so i lied to your face anyway uh, i was again this is like over 20 years ago probably well let's see yeah 20 years ago yeah so yeah i was very very yeah, young I there
1: from 01 to 06 i think
0: so yeah <laughs> remember that i've never told you about that though. i don't think and uh yeah it was pretty funny and you're just like okay Let's yeah, go. I trusted you. And then I think the next time I was like, Well, I better do this. And I was there. I mean, they had a whole oh, I'm sure. row of doors. Do you remember <laughs> so what was the guy said to you when you were
1: like, Hey, I'm Josh with Green Tree? It was a female.
0: She said, She said, About time. Like, we've been waiting for you. We've been wondering when you're coming. Wow. I got and we oh, we spent so much time. And I think when we got done, I can't remember what the guy's name was. There was one guy that had like a real deep accent, like when yeah. you would call in to yeah. our Green Tree headquarters and he oh, would yeah. give credit or reject right. or whatever. He was a good guy yeah and i remember we got done he goes all right well you've set the limit you've you've, hit, oh, you've you set hit the, the record, record. <laughs> that's the most we've
1: ever done it in a day <laughs> <laughs> i remember that Give guy a lot
0: of credit that he day. worked
1: at uh, door fabricators in frederick maryland that deep voice he had, he a, radio, a, he had a radio voice yeah right? for yeah, sure yeah, yeah and real nice guy yep. and would
0: always work with you other guys oh, i yeah, would hate to get on the phone ride. but yeah he was always really good um so yeah that was a funny i don't that just popped in my head <laughs>
1: We had we had a rough ending to your time at Green Tree. Oh
0: yeah, we did. Do you did. remember that? Well, I was I was starting. I was decided I was good because I had quit college to get married, and in the, for six months I was working at Green Tree, and I wasn't planning on going back to college. And then I, I really felt like I was supposed to go back and finish this degree. Yeah. Which side note never did. I'm still missing a <laughs> math course, but I got everything else done. And I went and got changed my degree to pastoral ministries, and got all did did all the the good courses. But anyway, before that, when I was decide, I decided I'm going back. We're going to move out of our apartment. We're going to move on campus. Do all this, and I called to tell you I was done. Right? I don't remember the whole so, conversation because I was pretty young. So but.
1: you and I have had some knockdown drag out fights. That was a big one. I remember. And this, this was one of them. And you called me and said, "I think you're getting married." Yeah, you were getting married, and you were. I taking, think I was married, or you were taking time off or something. Maybe you're going on vacation. Maybe you were taking time off, and you said, "When I come back." I'm going to give my notice, Oh, but it'll only be a a day, because I need to get paid for my vacation, because you had earned vacation. Oh, really? I wasn't going to give two weeks? It was something like, I'm giving two weeks to you now, but I'm not going to tell the office, because I'm only going to work one more day when I get back. I don't remember
0: that. And I'm like... That's pretty crappy of me, to be honest. And I'm like,
1: you can't do that, man, like... Like I, I vouched for you in this yeah. job. like like we need to do this the right way.
0: I can't believe I did that. And, I don't remember and that. And part we started at all.
1: going at it on the phone and you hung up on me.
0: I thought I wasn't able to give you 2 weeks I was only going to give you 1 because I was going to college or something like that. Okay. I, I don't you, remember, you the, probably remember. I just than remember I did. being upset. Yeah. However, it was going well, I hung up on you, I remember that. You hung up on me and you it was cuz I was
1: yelling at you. And I deserved to get hung up on cuz I was I was hollering. And
0: you called back and I answered. And I hung up on you again. Well, you,
1: and then I called when you I called back, message. and you and I got your voicemail. You, me Do you up. remember the message I left? You lit me up. I lit you up, and the end of the message was: If you don't call me in ten minutes, you're fired.
0: <laughs> did I call you? I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, you
1: called me back, but that, I did living. you dirty on that too. Like, Not really, I was dude. You had a lot of people oh. under you,
0: and I should have. <laughs> Stuff like that, I think. Oh, I'm so, I was so stupid when I was young. But just that's yeah, where I'm
1: immature. That's right? where I mean, I mean.
0: Like, I would kick butt in that job today, right? Yeah. I'd be the. I'd be climbing that ladder, boy. Yeah, but uh, I was not good then.
1: <laughs> I remember calling the president of the company, like, "Hey, um, here's how it's going down. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh, 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 I know really? I vouched for him, but." Uh, and they're like, "Yeah, it's all good." I well, worked there
0: for a long time. People come and go. It's not It's, a long it's time. all
1: right. It's not your fault. But I was. I think I was. I was assuming, like, the, the frustration I had would be shared by everybody. And, of course, it wouldn't be because they weren't family, right? We were and family. they were probably
0: like, it's a relief to get him
1: off the pace. <laughs> <laughs> we can get someone better. And they probably did. Oh. Well, and
0: I had horrible uh, – to vouch for myself, I had horrible training for that job. I remember the other guy was named Mike, and he trained me. I, I drove around with him for a week. He was horrible. I can't remember his name, but – oh, I do remember his name. I'm not going to say it on the air, but <laughs> he was horrible. And uh, he would sit in his car and listen to Howard Stern the whole morning, and then like he just was not. So I thought, oh, this is a cake job, you know. Right. And
1: yeah, you get he's... it catches up with you, man. That workload. It wasn't a hard job. No, you had to be organized, you had to be consistent, and you had to just you had to keep doing those things. You had to sit in the traffic for some Work, of the stories. That was the worst part about was it. Garbage. Lots of days. But I
0: didn't leave four in the morning. Yeah, and get back at two in the afternoon. I was sitting. Yeah, in, traffic sit alert, in traffic. You would
1: sit in traffic both ways, so you just planned your day accordingly, and yep. it kind of sucked. But you could do it, yeah. right? And you had the flexibility to do it. But you had to stay committed to that. And if you didn't, yeah, it would catch up with you. But the, <laughs> so I worked for Mike when I first started, when the company was pretty this small. There's
0: a different Mike, though, that trained me.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. So so the other Mike, the boss Mike that, yeah. that we oh, talked yeah. about before. Hey, I, 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 I was his assistant manager. And I remember at my first annual review... Which was like a Christmas party. It yeah. was kind of weird. It was, I mean, it was such like the Italian family yeah. style. Like that's how they did everything. So we'd go out to this super uh, fancy dinner and everybody's sitting around. And then the president of the company would call over people one at a time. Named Luca Bracci, by the way. And do do the review and give you a bonus or something like that. And it was such wow, like, it yeah. was like the family. Like, yeah. It was how it was. So anyway, I'm talking to him and, and he's like, what's your goals for the next year? And I had just been promoted to assistant manager.
0: Assistant to the regional to here. the
1: regional, and, and and that title was regional manager <laughs> by the way. Um, I was assistant to the regional manager, and uh, I said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna help Mike get better at what he does. <laughs> and he's and he he was a bad. manager. And the manager. president looked at me, and he's like, w- what do you mean? And I'm like, you know, th- I think we have systems in place that he, that could make us really efficient, and he doesn't know how to use them. Like he would handwrite a note and fax it to you. Yeah, right. I remember, and yeah. I'm like, this is chicken scratch. And I said, so I, I just want to do such a good job in my job that it that he gets better at his. Yeah. And he said, you know we're not replacing Mike, right? I said, I'm not saying that at all. I'm telling you, you asked me what my goal is. Yeah. I think that as a team we can get better together, and that's my goal. Well, a year, fast forward a year, I get promoted to that same position in a different territory. Yeah. Another year later, we're at a big company meeting. Did I tell you this story about taking so. over Mike's territory? no. So we're at a big company meeting, like a three-day thing in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. Funny that, PA. Funny that assistant to the regional manager in Scranton, Pennsylvania. <laughs> in the same story. And uh, I get called in with the big bosses. And Did you go
0: to Alfredo's Pizza or, or Pizza by Alfredo? <laughs> pizza
1: by Alfredo. It's a far <laughs> superior pizza. Um, and <laughs> and I call and it's all the big bosses. Oh boy! Right, owner, president, the two top dogs. Right, the, Godfather. Yeah, the GM and the two guys that work under him and and me. At this big and it's like the family thing. It's this big long table and there's five of us or six of us and I'm sitting at one end and they're all at the other end and I'm oh, like fat guy in the corner with the orange slice <laughs> in his mouth. <laughs> yeah, right. And I'm like, Am I getting canned? Like Uh-oh, that's what I walk yeah. into this I walk yeah. into this room and I'm like I haven't I've done I've had that moment. I haven't before, done anything like... to deserve getting fired, but this feels like that type of meeting. And so I sit down and they're like, yeah. We have something really serious to talk to you about and I'm like oh, hey, man, what is going on? They said, uh we need to know if you'll if you'll move territories. I said what do you mean? So I did like Eastern Shore Maryland and New Jersey and all the way up to yeah. Glens Falls New York. I had this crazy like That was a big territory. territory. Yeah. And I I worked it, man. I drove that thing I, I drove all over the place. And uh and they said move out of out of your current territory and uh take over Maryland, DC, Northern Virginia. I'm like Oh, Mike's getting promoted, and they said oh. no. We're gonna let Mike go. How did he ever get people like that? How did they ever get to the? Position? It was a tiny company, right? Yeah. And so he got promoted, but it was only a company rose of thirty with people. Tied, yeah. yeah. And I was like, uh, Does he know this? No. We need your answer first before we tell him. And I'm like, Oh boy. Uh, and it was, I mean, it was like a no brainer for me. It was close to home. I was driving to upstate New York. Now I drive to. Yeah. DC, right? Difference is six, seven hours of driving, right? Seven less hours of driving. So yeah. of course I want to do that. Oh, right? yeah. And uh I said, Well, if I say no, does he keep his job? No. Somebody else will take his job. Oh, we just need to know go. if you want it. And I'm like, Okay, yeah, I'll do it. And I said they <laughs> said, Okay, send Mike in on your way out. Oh no. <laughs> He got canned right there. I remember I the day he got canned. I felt terrible. I felt terrible. You shouldn't have. He
0: was horrible at his job. <laughs> and he was one of the worst managers i ever had.
1: Not I, the worst. I still felt bad, though. Send him in on your way out. <laughs> oh,
0: boy. Hey, the
1: boss wants to see you. Good news. We're getting a raise. We're getting a bonus was, break. I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> So uncomfortable. Oh man! Oh, send him hey, on your way out, and then and that was it. Like this was the middle of the days of the four days, three days of training. So this was right in the oh, middle of it. Gosh. It wasn't like we were all getting ready to leave. Yeah. And so he gets canned and just takes and leaves.
0: And his son worked for the
1: company too. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: we had some interesting characters. I don't know if you want to tell the story tonight, or maybe we've already told it. About his name is Kurt. <laughs> 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 The Kurt story with the tools. I love it with the tools. Kurt, boy, he had an interesting voice. He did. It was. He was just. It was kind of like like, uh, long straggly hair. Oh
1: yeah, rough guy. I didn't hire him. I'm making fun of him. That's just how he talked. I didn't hire him. Somebody else hired him, and he. I absorbed him into my territory or something. (laughs) And he didn't have his own set of tools. Yeah. And everybody got their own set of tools. And I had the American Express card to go buy. It was no-limit card, right? So yeah. I could just buy whatever for whomever as long tools. as I could justify it. Yeah. And so I'm like, Kurt, he kept borrowing tools from me. And I'm like, Kurt, where are your tools? I don't have tools yet. So I called the office. I'm like, hey, Kurt says he doesn't have any tools. And is that right? Or is he losing these things? Because you weren't sure yeah. about this guy. Like He could have been selling uh, them. Oh, he was rough. He could have been s- pawning them, right? Yeah. I mean, he was that kind of guy where he yeah. would, he'd pawn them and say, I never got them. Yeah. So I called the officer like, I oh, yeah. I never got them. Yeah, he, we never we never issued tools to Kurt. I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna get him a full setup today. So I buy him the full setup. I don't know how much I spend; several hundreds of yeah, dollars was, on tools, right? I like, remember five or the drill bucks.
0: alone was an expensive drill that you got me, right? And you got him the same one. I'm pretty yeah. sure.
1: So I probably spend five or six hundred bucks, get him the full setup, and we're working. And I walk by him, and he's like etching his name. <laughs> he had a sharpie marker, and he's writing his name, Kurt, <laughs> writing his name on the tools. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I'm gonna put my name on my tools. I'm like, those are company tools. Not
0: even like his initials, like Kurt. I remember specifically yeah. writing Kurt. Kurt.
1: On I on said, look at tool. look at my drill. What does my drill say on it? And he said, GTS. I said, that's not my initials. That's Green Tree Sales. And he's like, you yeah, got my tools, but these are my tools. <laughs> and he kept arguing with me. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how else to say it to you. Like, yeah. I guess I got to take them all back. I don't know. There were lots Shhh. of lots of characters. Lots Do you ever meet Darren and Chris? No. Oh, a couple of knuckleheads. Darren and Chris. I get a call. So uh, one of them, let's see, I think it was Darren, was the son of somebody in accounting. That's uh-huh. how he gets the job. And these two guys were put on, like, just rotation throughout the Northeast. Go wherever somebody needs help. You guys are in your car. You're yeah. going. We're sending you. If it's resets or if it remodels. Yeah. If there's a guy that needs you for however long. Yeah. Just call, and we'll schedule these guys. Yep. So these knuckleheads... Would just make bad decision after bad decision. Oh, my God. They were staying at like the Ritz Carlton on the company credit card, <laughs> and his mom was the one who reviewed the bills when they came in monthly. Wow! So he like racked up like thirty eight hundred dollars in hotel bills. Yeah, like you could. St- I never even booked my own hotel.
0: No, I didn't either.
1: I would just call the office and say, "Hey, I need a hotel in this city for yep. three nights," and they would take care of it and send me the most. I'm sleep
0: in, which is fine, but I stayed in a lot of sleep ins in Harrisonburg. Yeah. Uh, Virginia.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I would just, like, if I don't have to do the legwork to figure that out, yeah. I'd give them my itinerary. I'm going to be in these seven cities over the next five days, and yep. I need a hotel somewhere, like, figure it out so I'm not dra- driving more than four hours in yeah. between or something. And they'd do it all and just send me my bookings. But these two knuckleheads, of course, they wouldn't do that. They'd stay at the highest dollar oh place. So in a month, they racked up $3,800 in hotel bills. yeah. And they didn't fire him because they wanted him to work off that tab. Oh. Right? But they would make these decisions all the time. I get a call at midnight one night, and they weren't working for me at the time. They were working for another regional manager. And it's, <clears throat> it's from Chris. He's like, hey, man, we're in a bad spot. Um, we got pulled over. We were on our way to the hotel. They impounded Darren's car. Oh, my God. He's got a warrant in another part of the state, so he's locked up. And I'm on the side of the road, and I don't know what to do. And so, anyway, I got it all situated, talked to the police to give him a ride to a hotel, booked the hotel, paid for it. And the next day, there the, the guy they were working for called me. He's like, why did you do that? I said, dude, call me at midnight. He's on the side of the road. He's like, yep. let him. He left me a voicemail, too. I was leaving him on the side of the road. And I was like, oh, I felt bad. I guess he had called several people till yeah. he got me to pick up. But, yeah, stuff like that. you know. And there were a bunch of good people that worked for that company. Oh, yeah. But... Like any other company, especially because we had such rapid growth, we went from like thirty people to seven hundred. You're gonna get some knuckleheads in the mix, and so often, often I deal with those knuckleheads. One of the worst
0: days of my life was when we did we did an overnight, but we started in the morning. Um, We were doing a revamp of a store or something. It was like
1: that wasn't a day, Josh. That was 30 hours.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. We started in the morning, and it was 30 hours later. And I remember you're still at the end. Like, it was the next. It was like, I think we started at 8 o'clock one morning, and it was like 1 or 2 in the afternoon the next day. Yeah. We worked straight through. And I yep. remember you talk because we were getting overtime on. And, and I was exhausted. I literally was laying in a display. <laughs> like, I was falling asleep standing up. Yeah. I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't. I was not. It preparing. was crazy. It was crazy. Yeah. Yep. And you're walking around with the managers, like, still on your feet. My feet were. Oh, I was, I was hurting. Yeah, And you're walking around, yeah, and you were still sharp. And like, I still don't know how you were doing that. I remember us getting back to the hotel and we tried to crash. I didn't sleep very long. And then I remember driving uh, to meet Susan like an hour and a half, two hours away. And uh, we saw a movie because the bridge. And I remember just being out of it. Yeah. I think I fell asleep in the movie. And, like, it was one of the worst two days of my life.
1: It was bad. That was the end of a pretty significant project. That was like one of those projects that they give you and say – uh if you do this well yeah. then the next thing's going to be really good for you. Yeah. And so that I think
0: that might have been the night of Kurt writing his name on the tools.
1: Probably. I he was down was. there working for yeah. us, right? Um and that was the so I was there for I don't know how many weeks, several weeks. Yeah. I'd go home on the weekends. Yep. And I was working crazy. I'd work an 8-hour shift, let it carry over cuz we had three shifts. We had people working 24 oh, yeah. hours a day. And so I'd let that carry over, work a couple. I think I even told part of the story on on our pod. Yeah. Um, and then I'd sleep a couple hours, go catch the end of their shift, work the beginning of the next, kind of just keep that rotation going. Yep. And so then we had, we basically had thirty hours until we were supposed to be done, and it was just you and me. Oh. Everybody else was. Oh, gone. that's right. It yeah. It was just you those and me those. working. And so we we knocked that out, and that's the I did <sighs> tell the story of where I fell asleep on the way home, and Honey called. Oh, that's well, right. We, it was after that thirty-hour yeah. shift.
0: Oh, it was the worst. It was nuts.
1: Yeah. But I it, did good. We did, it, yeah. did good. We did, you got a right. big fat bonus on that one, too. I remember.
0: Yeah, I remember it being like a big paycheck. They, um,
1: they called me. I remember the president called me. He's like, here's the bonus money assigned um, to you and uh, whoever you want to pay it out to. Um, you know, your crew got, the crew and the temps that were yeah. there and the crew, they all got paid. This isn't bonus money for them, but it's for you and whoever helped you do it. Nice. And I said, well, Josh was there with me for especially those last 30 hours. I'm like, okay, well, you can give them whatever percentage you want. And I never saw a dime. And I said, uh, I said, well, how are the other guys doing it? And they're like, most other guys are just keeping it and not giving any away. Yeah. I said, just split it, man. I couldn't have done it without them. So they 50 50 that. You
0: definitely away. could have done it without me. But <laughs> I like that you told a story about how you're a saint to end the <laughs> I appreciate it. I remember it being a No, big, it was about you. Big paycheck. It
1: was about you doing good work, 30 hours. Well,
0: I got to pee like a racehorse, so we better <laughs> head on out of here. I think we've done our time. Uh, enjoy the pod and keep it on.
1: The Gooch Gooch, baby. Peace. Send them in on your way out. Oh,
0: boy. Hey, the boss wants to see you. Good news. <laughs> We're getting a raise.
1: We're getting was, I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Oh man.